This is the Reactive Attachment Disorder Podcast. I'm Tracy Turner Kaiser. I am a licensed professional counselor supervisor. I am in private practice at Full Circle Family Counseling in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, and I'm offering these podcasts to help parents, guardians, grandparents, teachers, anybody that might be interacting with a child with reactive attachment disorder. These podcasts are meant to put more tricks into your bag so that you have more skills in knowing how to handle children with reactive attachment disorder. These are hopefully going to help you not feel so alone in working with kids with reactive attachment disorder or parenting them. I'm hoping that these recordings and podcasts will help give you a little breathing space. How are you doing with everything? Do you feel like you're, are you feeling, um, are you beginning, and you may have already done this, but are you feeling, beginning to feel like you're kind of falling in love with this child and you're not living with a stranger? Yeah, she's less of a stranger, but yeah, I still feel there's a lot of her I don't know. One, like, um, even though I'm at home during the day now, most of the mm-hmm. week, um, one one point of the day that I generally struggle with just my energy levels is right. by, by dinner time. Yeah. You know, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> by dinner time, if you ha- it's the arsenal hour, I say, if you haven't killed anybody off at that point, life is good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dinner time. It's a, that's a hard transition because the end of the day is coming. You're kind of tired. The kids are a little bit cranky and it's getting to be dusk and evening time. And that's, that's kind of like, you know, that's the, between the veils, right? So they say, you know, that's, that's a hard transition for everybody and anybody. Uh, that's a good time to have a really uh, in-place routine where, mm-hmm. you, where there could be some quiet time or there could just be some, you know, snuggle time or everybody's reading on their own blankets or, there's a routine of, you know, William's only two, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's not like, uh, um, setting the table type of thing, but you know, where they have the, like, she has her chores that she's helping with or where she's in the, you know, she's on her blanket and she might be just playing with Legos or sorting socks or there's something where there's kind of like, this is what we do at this time of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, without any struggles is not like, so if she, if she chooses to do it, chooses and doesn't to, it's not the end of the world, but you're just going to develop a, a routine so that, um, you know, that, you know, when your partner or husband comes home, you know, you guys can sit down and have, you know, a glass of wine or whatever it is and have a little bit of downtime to connect with each other. And then he's going to, you know, I mean, he can greet the kids, but he really, he should really be, uh, coming and greeting you and then greeting the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that the kids get to see, oh, mom and dad's relationship is the most important and then we come underneath that. Um, so Yeah, you know, I've read that before, yeah. but we don't do that. Yeah. He always, he always embraces the kids first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, lucky, I'm lucky if I get an embrace him. <laughs> so, so we want to, we want to shift that, right? You really want to begin to, that's going to be helpful for yourself and for your relationship and for the kids. So he might, you know, the kids might go running out to see him. I don't know what the routine is. He can, you know, pick them up, swirl them around, put them down. And his question, his question to them is, hi, where's mom? I got to give mom her kiss. So, you know, I got to check in with mom first. So he can, it's not like he has to ignore them, but he is definitely acknowledging them and kind of going, oh, okay, so where's mom? 
let's go find mom. Let's go give mom a, you know, let's go help mom out with, with whatever, dinner or whatever it is. Um, so that he is directing the kids to realize that you're the queen of the house and he's the king. He's coming home to meet the queen and the kids get to help in that process. Then the dad, your husband can go to, you know, William's a little young at this point, but he, he can say to Nezzy, oh, I heard that you really gave mom a hard time about this. Your heart must've been so weak. Tell me about it, you know? Or what are you gonna do to help mom out? How about if you and I, you know, go fold mom's laundry for her? So that she is not getting to divide and conquer you guys. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Right now, she may not be doing that, but a lot of kids are worth their weight in gold. They're going to like run up to dad, hug dad, you know, be so charming. And the dad's going to look at the mom and kind of go, how can you not love this kid? It's so sweet, you know? And you're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> you haven't been with her all day. Um, and, uh, and so he, the, the parents need to be really supporting each other and then holding the kids accountable to yeah. how they've been during the day. And it's not a punishment. It's just a simple acknowledgement of like, wow, you know, mom told me that you really kind of tore up your room today. That's a bummer. Um, why don't you go ahead and take care of it? I'll come up and help you in just a moment. Or, um, and that way we will, you know, you can help, you can help fill mom's love tank back up and, and then we can do story time or we can do bath time or we can have dinner together. It's just fine tuning and you'll find your own, you know, little family routines that that you can put that that uh that energy exchange into place it doesn't have to look exactly like i said but you want to get you know you want to you and your husband want to sort of support each other and fill each other up before you then move into the evening time of take you know filling the kids up and putting them to, you know giving them baths or putting them to bed or whatever their bedtime routine is so at this point where are the kids are they in bed what is it like no, I'm not actually with him right tonight, oh, but um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, never dabby in there. Yeah. They're in, but um, no, they're in bed. They're yeah. In bed. yeah. Uh, my husband put them to bed. Yeah, it's tonight. Good. Good. Um, now, is he on board? Yeah, things? They're normally in bed between 7 and 8 p.m. every yeah. night. Good. That's a perfect time to go to bed. Um, are you guys on the same page? Do you guys, you know, do you, do you see things differently? How's, how are the um, children? He calls me a bit of a ball breaker at times. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, generally, yeah, he follows my lead, to be fair. He follows my lead, but yeah. um, we're generally, yeah, on the same, the same. <laughs> good, good. Um, did I give you information on the Love and Logic to look at their website and um, get their... Oh, you did. Yeah, actually, I didn't get, I didn't get to it this week. Yeah. That will just help you uh, give you verbiage and the tone of voice, and it might bring you and your husband, not that you're not, but fine-tuned being on the same page as far as, oh, you know, because it's going to be helpful for Will as well to just begin to parent in a way that uh, helps him develop uh, uh, um, the integrity of having a sense of self. Mm -hmm. Really, right now, Nezzy really needs to be getting most of her affection like 80% from you and 20% from your husband and zero from the nanny or her school teachers. Um, and that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they can't be affectionate towards her, but they're not filling her up with like love and hugs and kisses. Um, yeah. Cause she really needs to be getting that from you. And she, you know, she's, she may, you know, she'll take it wherever she can get it. If, if she's that type of kid. 
Yeah. The, the teachers at school do hug her. Yeah. Um, uh, so you may want to ask the teachers to sort of say, it would be really useful right now if you'd be willing to say hugs come from mom. Um, I can give you a high five. Um, and I can't, and I bet you can't wait to get a hug from mom. Let's, let's, let's put the little, like a little chalk on the, on the blackboard here that says, you know, you need, you, this is, you need hugs at the end of the day, you, the school day, you might like, oh, look, you need, there's a time when you wanted five hugs from mom. So that might be um, really helpful. So that okay. way she's going to be looking for you for that comfort. Um, yeah. Unless, unless she's getting hugs and um, asking you for hugs and accepting hugs on your terms, then, you know, then it's not as critical. Um, but you, she, you know, she's only been with you such a short period of time. I would almost say like right now, you can just let the teachers know, look, I'm really trying to establish myself as the mom. Um, and if you, you could be really, you could help me out a lot by uh, just redirecting her back to me. Yeah, no, she only, she does come to me for a hug, but I would say it's once a day or once every other day. Yep. Not, um, yeah, it's so, not, yeah. yeah. I think Nancy's books is going to talk about 12 hugs a day. I would start off with like, start off with three, build up to like six and then move okay. there. Um, where you might say to her, you're, you're not asking for her, you're not asking her for a hug because she's not responsible for giving you hugs you're responsible for giving her hugs. So you're going to say to her, oh, Nezzy, looks like you could use a hug right now. Come on over here and get a hug from mom. So, you know, you're, you're offering the hug. Um, you're not saying, hey, come over here. I need a hug. You're letting her know, hey, come here. It looks like your heart could use a hug right now. Oh, this is when most kids would want a hug from mom. Come over here and get a hug from me. Because mm -hmm. that's when she's going to notice. She's going to notice like, well, you love Will more than you love me. You're going to like, yeah, I bet it seems that way. You know, you know, I wonder why that is. Did you notice that Will lets, is, is letting me hug him? Will comes up for all hugs? And she's going to, she, and you can do the same thing. I'm right here for you. All those hugs for you. She does try to control the, um, like the, uh, the kissing or the kind of, the snuggling. Mm -hmm. So she'll, you know, she'll like what she'll want the same kisses in the same place, like her forehead, her cheek. She likes to rub noses. Mm -hmm. She wants a hug, and she wants the same. You know, and if you miss one step of it, then she's she's like, "Why didn't you do this?" And I, you know, for me, I'm a little bit like I don't want it to be this same thing every night, and it, I want it to be more natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you can play the game of like the eye contact, like. Um, Oh, where are your eyes? Oh, there I see you. The kind of that peekaboo game. You might kind of go, oh, where are your eyes? Oh, there are your eyes. I see you. Oh, where's Nezzy? Oh, there you are. Oh, and then when her eyes go away, you might give her a little tickle or, or, or gentle kiss on the cheek and kind of go, oh, I got, a, I got a kiss in. So you're beginning to just redirect it so that you're more in charge of, the, of, of it than she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I just feel, yeah, she's, she's, tr she's trying to control yeah, control. it's scary for her nervous system to let you be in charge because that's overwhelming for her. So you want to slow it down and, and just kind of do it on her terms, but turn it around so that it ends up on your terms. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to meet her where her nervous system is. We're going to bring it down a notch and then we're going to have her join us. Um, mm -hmm. 
I want to see if she'll actually, will she let you uh, snuggle her like a baby, like hold her in your, in her, in your, in her, in your arms, like, so her head's in your, you know, in your, in your elbow and you can look at her eyes like you would hold a baby type of thing. Yeah, I think she would. Yeah. So that might be a good way to start, like maybe not at bedtime, but just to scoop her up and hold her that way or pull her onto a chair and just hold her that way without much talking. The other thing that's really useful is just letting your cheek come down to her cheek so that you're cheek to cheek for a moment, um, stroking the back of her, stroking her cheeks with the back of your fingers. Um, uh -huh. That's just like, you know, think about a grandmother that would rub her back of her hand along your cheek. You know, even if you didn't have that happen, you'd be like, oh, such like it just is a comfort thing. It drops the dopamine down from the brain. Um, because when we nurse, our cheek is up against our mom's chest, and that's the mm -hmm. same softness. Um, so just see if you can do that with her. Um, play eye contact with her, because we want to improve her eye contact. Oh, where, yeah. are you? where are you? Oh, there you are. Yeah. I see you. It's almost like you're playing, because she needs to get that object permanency, object constancy piece down, where she's so that she's not, probably what school happens for her is like out of sight, out of mind, right? You're not there, so you're not really in her forefront of thought. And we, we want to shift that so that no matter if she sees you or doesn't see you, you're still part of her. Mm. And what about the um, strong sitting that you mentioned in one of your yeah, podcasts? Yeah, so in Nancy's book, we'll talk about this. So strong sitting is basically sitting crisscross applesauce, if that makes sense to you. Um, uh, facing a wall. So basically what we're doing is we're dropping down, we're uh, dropping down the stimulation and we use it during transitions. So when we're like, they come down in the morning for breakfast, we might say, go ahead and do your strong sitting. And it gives their nervous system a chance to adjust to the change from being in their bedroom to coming down for breakfast. Um, they come home from school. You might say, when, you know, if they're really agitated, you might say, Hey, go ahead and do some strong sitting right here take a few deep breaths and you get a chance to collect yourself and think so a lot of times we use it only when the child is out of control and they think of it as a punishment so you also want to do it when like when it's just like they're not you know they're not that agitated you kind of say oh this is a good time to do some strong sitting and we can think about like you know like just get yourself together uh so it's just a way to sit up nice and calmly. We put them up against the wall so that they're not uh, overstimulated with what's happening in the room. And it's not mm -hmm. an isolation. It's in, the, you know, it's in the same room that you're doing it. You might, you know, just like, you know, you might be sitting at the table. You might say, hey, go ahead and sit, you know, facing, facing that wall over there. You can still see them. And then they might wiggle around and, you know, run or, you know, fall over and so forth like that. And you can sort of say, oh. You're doing a great job letting me know your heart's not weak enough, not strong enough at this given moment. That's okay. You can do it for as long as you want your way, or you can do it three minutes my way. Go ahead. I'll, I'll you know, ready. And just uh, encourage them to take the opportunity to see if they can actually co collect themselves. It's a way to teach kids how to self-regulate. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't want, you don't want it to be a power struggle because then it just becomes another thing to power struggle over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'd be, I think William could benefit from it as well. Yeah. Yes. And that's where kids like, you know, kids, it's usually the other siblings that can really benefit from it because it gives <laughs> them chance to just like decompress from everything that's happening around them. Uh, yeah. And they're going to appreciate it. Um, so uh, play with it. Hopefully you'll get Na uh, Nancy's uh, 
book. And also you can just go on Nancy's website and, and click in Strong Sitting and she, should ha she has tons of stuff on her website that's really amazing. Uh, yeah. I think my website, I might have some podcasts on Strong Sitting. I yeah, I, I watch uh, the video of your granddaughter. Oh, yeah. good, good. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, that helps. And uh, we're, we, I just have a whole new series. I'm just, we're just getting them edited now. A podcast will be coming up in a couple of weeks. So sounds like things are going really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, um, yeah, like I said before, it's, it's um, I don't feel like I've got a wild child on my hands, but yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The attachment is taking longer than I would like, but I also have a extremely strong attachment to William. Yes. Um, so, and it's, and it's kind of, hard, it's kind of hard because I sort of say to people, um, you know, when, when you have a biological child, right. that you obviously parenting is always, you kind of learn as you go along, but right. you, you're learning, they're getting older and you're gradually learning and you go through that, that age, that hierarchical age. But when you get an old, suddenly you're parenting an older child. You've never done that before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and, you know, by the time William gets to be eight or nine, you know, you'll have known him and, you know, you'll have gone through a lot of things that you're all of a sudden jumping in with, you know, with your daughter, um, which is really different and confusing. It's kind of like an arranged marriage, you know, um, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I'm not sure we, you know, looked good on paper. I'm not sure that I'm so crazy about this person. Um, and, you know, she's just adjusting to the culture and all the differences and, and lots and lots of things. Um, so, the, you know, the, the attachment takes time, you know, and uh, we don't immediately fall in love. You know, think about it. You had, with William, you had, you know, the choice of choosing to get pregnant, you know, if that, were, if that was a natural choice or if you just got pregnant, which either way, it doesn't matter. Like, so the conception through the whole pregnancy, you had that, you had like nine or 10 months to have the opportunity to fall in love with this child and develop mm -hmm. a bond with him. And then the whole birthing process, which is pretty traumatic, even when it goes well, because it's, you know, this thing is coming out of you. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not, it, there's, a, it, there's a letting go process, right? Because this child has been inside of you and it's been part of you. And now it's, 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 no, longer, it's no longer a part of you. And yet you, there's a grief that happens there immediately, which is what a lot of times when I think postpartum depression is about, it's really not about depression as it is about the grieving process that is that, I've just lost, I've just lost this being that's inside of me. And now mm -hmm. I have to form a relationship with this being that's outside of me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's overwhelming, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. And there, and, and so luckily the whole nursing and bonding process kind of, uh, helps, uh, solidify and helps us process that grief and solidify a different relationship. But from the very, from the moment birth starts, it's about letting go. It's about, it's like about letting go of that child um, mm. and forming a new relationship. And that's very, uh, creates a bond, which is an, you know, like an, any experience that creates a bond is going to hold you together really solidly. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so, and then, you know, you didn't get to, you didn't get to do that with Nezzy. Um, so, and so it's a different, it's a different, it's a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you want to kind of, you, the snuggling and the holding and the eye contact and the touch and the twinkles of your eye and having her follow your directions is all, it's, it's, it's the next best thing to simulating the whole um, in utero 
birth uh, connection that we have with our kids. So give it time. It's only been, you know, it's only been nine months, nine or 10 months. And so it's almost like you're being, you, and you're being handed this newborn. You're kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know I was pregnant. You know? <laughs> Here's this child. Uh, and, you know, and, and my guess is that you're probably correct. You know, she's also probably, you know, eight or nine years old. And that's pre, that's pre, you know, that's pre-adolescence so you know she could another year or two start going through puberty which is a whole nother ball of wax um so she's you know she, imagine you know imagine that you're you thought you were getting a four four or five year old and you end up with an eight or nine year old if you know if you miss those years with will that would be a huge piece of yeah that gets missed yeah um, so uh so you know take it with a grain of salt sounds like you're doing an amazing job you know, be kind to yourself, um, take care of yourself, nurture your relationship with your husband. Because mm-hmm. um, that's going to be really important. Um, because, you know, when all said and done, y- y- he's going to be the one that's still there. <laughs> the kids will leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't killed him off, he'll still be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your husband's name? Des. No, we have a, we have a, we do have a strong relationship. Yeah. Um, and a, yeah, a strong foundation. And I'm, you know, we, we has caused some stress, strains on the relationship, but you know, yeah, because we've been together such a long time and right. um, we've, we, yeah, we've, we've just sort of spoken through, you know, any concerns that we've had and yeah, tried to focus on ourselves more. Right. Yeah. That's good. Um, so yeah, since you have the, you know, you have the nanny, you know, take advantage, especially when the kids go to bed to go out and get a date night or, or just stay mm-hmm. in and have a date night, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause it's, we forget, especially, you know, kids are easy for us to kind of move into being only parents. And we forget that we also have, um, we're also sensual sexual beings that have a relationship with another adult and ourselves. Right. So um, being able to nurture both ends. Uh, mm-hmm being able to like you know have go out with your your friends or your girlfriends or whomever exercise yoga meditation whatever routine you have you know eating bonbons whatever it might be sarah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> since i have gotten in the intake i can make up any story about you right <laughs> <laughs> Don't disappoint me now. <laughs> Come on, with something crazy. <laughs> and you know, don't. And I, I appreciate the pictures. Don't be bashful. Continuing to uh, text and send me photos too, mm-hmm. um, especially as we move into doing. You know, you're, you you get more and more comfortable doing this, and you get Nancy's book, or get on her website, or begin to implement the love and logic. You know, be mindful that you. You know, it sounds good on on. You know, it sounds good when you and I talk. It sounds good in the book. It sounds good on tape. It's kind of like, but then when you put it into action, you're kind of like, wait a minute. You know, this is we're supposed to be doing what? Um, you know, if you're like me, reading directions this is like not my forte. So it's like, wait a minute, I do what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So don't be bashful about you know texting me at any time and kind of going, okay, wait a minute. You mentioned okay. this. Did I get this right? Or this is what's happening because we'll have put this whole thing in place and then either one of your kids or your husband will like completely throw it off by doing something completely different. You're kind of like, well, I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found this podcast useful. To add more tips to your bag, scheduled teleconferencing sessions or intensives with me, visit my website, 
www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com where you can schedule sessions, access other podcasts, and additional support resources. Please be sure to sign up for the newsletter to receive parenting tips, access to webinars, and exclusive content. Take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitchers, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. If you have any questions that you would like answered, feel free to email us at tracy at gmail.com. As always, much gratitude to the folks at Love & Logic, Nancy Thomas, Daniel Hughes, and many others for teaching throughout the years on reactive attachment disorder. Until we connect again, remember that you are not alone. Find the humor in the chaos. Stay consistent in your efforts and continue to reach out. I am here healing your heart-to-heart connection one heart at a time.